It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Welcome along, everybody, to a Mercedes podcast, mainly. We are going to talk about general F1 news that's been going on, but the biggest news that we need to discuss is Mercedes troubles and some things that have been said by both of their drivers, which um, if you are a Mercedes fan, if you love the Silver Arrows, you might not want to be listening too much because it seems as though another year of pain is on its way. Who would have thought? We'd be saying that after one race of 2023, that, yeah, uh, another race of pain, another season of pain. Who would have thought that was going to be the case when the new regs came in, all saying, oh, Mercedes will dominate. And here we are, another season all pretty much written off already. Yep, and we absolutely did not record a podcast and video uh, where I was arguing why Mercedes will win the 2023 world title. Thankfully unreleased and will never see the light of day (laughs) and therefore it never happened i don't even know why i brought it up but i thought i'd let you know uh we now move to our big news we have got enormous news okay this is one of them i cannot believe after a month that we're saying this but this is this is something i'm actually really excited about and i'm not going to tease you anymore we are doing our first ever p1 live podcast That is right. On the 6th of April, 2023, so not long away, in Leicester Square Theatre in London. In a theatre! Madness. What is going on? How is this possible? So it starts at 9.30pm, so there's no excuses that you're at work, okay? How it's going to work, the tickets for the show are going to be on sale from Wednesday the 15th of March at 9am GMT. However, you can access pre-sale tickets from 9am on the Tuesday, the 14th of March. All you have to do is head to the pre-sale link, which you can find in the episode description, and sign up right now. Then you'll get emailed pre-sale access on the Tuesday morning. And you, you can see us in real life. You can help me do the P1 podcast intro and everything. It's going to be it's going to be mad. I can't you know, I used to, and I still do love musical theatre and stuff like that. And to even just be like having a show in a theatre is <laughs> is absolute madness. And for everyone listening and watching, I will have to hold Tommy's hand when we come out on stage because <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot for us, isn't it? You know, we need to stay it, together. Yeah, it's mad. I mean, who would have thought six, seven years ago when we recorded that awful pilot in our old old venture where we didn't know each other and we sat in that room that a few years later we would be in Leicester Square Theatre doing a podcast absolute madness I can't believe it's happening I know excited whilst also oh my god so it'll be obviously (laughs) you know it's Leicester Square Theatre it's not it's not Wembley Arena so fingers crossed not yet we we sell out all the tickets and so be be sure to sign up to that pre-sale link if you are uh interested because 
fingers crossed we will sell out but who knows maybe three people will turn up either or we hope you come along because it's going to be good fun we'll get to meet all of you have a bit of fun it's going to be great so uh yeah keep an eye out for that and go and sign up uh to the pre-sale link right now okay moving on now back to formula one and mercedes tough year it's it's kind of a resounding opinion right now that Mercedes have had their first round of the season. They were beaten on pace by Red Bull, Ferrari, Aston Martin. Aston Martin have the same engine as them, but they have a different concept. You know what concept they have? The Red Bull concept. Dan Fallows coming in with his knowledge. As much as, you know, he didn't take all of the paperwork with him, you can't unsee what you've already seen. You know what I mean? So that, that was a, it was a tactical decision from Aston Martin to do that. And it's working an absolute treat. I feel like almost with Fernando Alonso's slightly slow start to the race with Lance Stroll giving him a, as I said in uh, our uh, Funniest Tweets video, uh, a rear pounding, uh, it, it kind of almost put them on the back foot slightly. And I feel as though the Aston Martin actually was a lot quicker than maybe even suggested with Alonso being in third and 38 seconds off the pace. So Mercedes have to change what they're doing. It's not working. And 90% of you on our Twitter poll, Matt P1 Tommy, said that you don't think they're going to win the Constructors' Championship. That's big. Ouch. One race. One race, 90% of people think it's over for Mercedes already. This is the team that have won eight world titles. <laughs> what on earth is going on? But I'm I'm in agreement with them. I just can't can't see it. And I never thought I'd say that about about Mercedes. I know there's still 22 races to go, but they've started this new season with the wrong concept again. And you just can't see them turning it around. Last year we were, I think last year, because of them being dominant for so many years, there was always that bit in the back of our mind. And yes, they did win races in the end, but they definitely weren't the best car. Like I think the first few races were still like, oh, Mercedes would be the dominant force or at least challenging for the title by the end of it. And they weren't really. And I mean, 50 seconds off Red Bull in the first race is pain. It certainly is. And it's not as if it's just us going, oh, Mercedes need to change something. We've heard something from every single key figure, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, and Toto Wolff, to suggest that this ain't working. They tried it, first round of the season, it has not worked. So, for example, Toto Wolff, after qualifying, said they were essentially going to bin off this concept and try something new. Mega versus Primus has come in with, do you think Mercedes made a mistake not going with the concept Red Bull introduced? It's a difficult one, isn't it? It's, um, it's one of those that... On one hand, you're building something with a new foundation, a new concept, something that no one else is doing, and they're not stupid. They clearly see in the data somewhere that there is something to extract out of the, the concept that they are currently using. However, the other nine teams have gone a different direction, and that's a lot of people. That's a lot of engineers that have all gone... Yeah, nah, nah, not the Mercedes way. We're going to go the the Red Bull and, and everyone else's way. So I obviously they made a mistake because they've taken a step backwards. But it almost feels as though they've hit a ceiling with last year, end of last year. They they were doing really well. They were challenging. They you know they won a race with George Russell. It was clearly going in the right direction. But 
everyone else with the other concept has taken a step forward from where they were last year, whereas Mercedes seems to not really have made any progress. And it's weird as well, because you thought the main problem with the Mercedes was the porpoising. And, you know, Lewis Hamilton's come out and said, finally, I've done a, I've done a race where, you know, my teeth aren't rattling and it's been absolutely horrible to, to drive. But the problem is it's slow. And I thought as soon as they got the porpoising issue right, they'd be at least in the mix or closer, not 50 seconds behind Red Bull and slower than Aston Martin. And um, to answer the question, it's one of those things where it's very easy in hindsight to go, oh, well, they've done the wrong thing. And they knew it was a risk. They said it themselves. I think we said it on our car launch podcast with Mercedes because I think Toto even said, you know, we're doing this project and if it doesn't work is that toto is that toto Toto saying shut up Tommy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) this is this is the thing if it doesn't work uh they look stupid if it does work they look like geniuses and just to play sort of uh it's very easy in hindsight to go i'll just copy the red bull but what i would say is aston martin have a great car this year by copying the red bull however that is going to get you podiums and win. It's not good. They're not going to win the title by copying Red Bull uh, because they're always going to be a step behind. Um, you know, copying a car, you can copy it to a point and maybe it's just the philosophy they need to do. But if you're copying another car, you're always going to be that, that step behind and not beat them. You'll get great results. Uh, Aston Martin probably going to pick up a win, but you need something unique and radical to, to win the championship. I mean, Red Bull, there's a reason why everyone's copying their car and they're a step ahead. And if Mercedes had done it and it was right, we'd now have a, a, you know, a grid of loads of cars with no side pods. But the problem is it's not been the right thing. And now the data seems to have shown that they can't really go any further with this, this concept and it's not going to give them the results they want. I believe they were damned if they did, damned if they didn't, really, because their concept, you know, they had, as I said, they've made progress last year. Why wouldn't they at least try it this year and see if it works? If they brought a new new concept, as in everybody else's concept, to Bahrain, it's very unlikely that they're going to come out the blocks firing anyway because they're a step behind, as you say. Copying a car, I think that... Later down the line, obviously, when they they kind of go with with the 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 flow of everybody else, they're of course going to to make steps. They're Mercedes. They've got an enormous operation behind them. I fully believe that even if they do have Red Bull's concept, they could build a car eventually that would that would beat Red Bull because they're Mercedes. You can't write them off. But as you say, in the short term, you're always going to be a step behind. So Mercedes, maybe you could call it a slightly stubborn. Maybe you could call it. You know, they didn't want to throw the towel in and admit that the concept that they've gone for actually doesn't work. Whatever it might be, yes, I think it was a mistake, but I think it was a mistake for last year and them going with the concept and really just kind of doubling down and saying, no, 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 we're going to go the whole year this year and we're going to try and make it work. But, you know, this is the, this is the name of the game, that they've made a mistake. But the problem is they pay the price of it for more than one season because of how radically different they've gone. Yeah. And they were 
talking the talk. I know I know the social media admin doesn't have anything to do with how what good you, the car's going to be. What do you mean? No, 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 yeah. F1 Twitter. Oh, no, sorry. Why yeah. are you tweeting you should be building the car? That The amount of things that I've seen of people on Twitter having a go at the admin saying, oh, should, shouldn't you not be making memes and actually be, uh, you know, getting better pace? Yeah, but those memes were, you know, the rest of the grid aren't ready for the W14. And the reality is slower than Aston Martin. Well, the one that I love the most is Toto Wolf when he was like, everyone's going to have a target on their backs next oh, year. So well, no, no, but realistically it was true because everyone was in front of them. So there was a lot of targets <laughs> on their backs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry, Mercedes fans, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, moving on now. George Russell, as I mentioned, every single key figure seems to have said something that's basically binning off Mercedes chances. George Russell said this, Red Bull has got this championship sewn up. I don't think anyone is going to be fighting with them this year. I expect they should win every single race this season. That is my bet. George, we're trying, we're trying to keep the hype up for this season. And you're out here. And I think that's as well. That's George's way of like showing his extreme frustration. He's not a driver, I think, that will be like, ah, oh, F him, like, apart from if he crashes with Bottas. But apart from that, you know, I don't think he's one of those that would come out in the media and say that, but that's the way that I think he expresses how really disappointed he is. You know, he joins Mercedes and they're not dominating all of a sudden. Like, that's just George Russell luck, but he has got a win. So congrats to him for that. But just, just George, please, for the love of God, give us some hope. You, you're at Mercedes. Uh, but to be fair, realistically, everything that we've seen from Bahrain suggests what George is saying is true. As much as we would love, you know, as Ferrari yeah. fans, Mercedes fans, Mc I mean, sorry, McLaren fans, I, I, I put you in the top four there. It's, it's, is it your top four anymore? But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just gutted. Uh, I, I am George Russell right now. Yeah, it's true. I mean, since we did our uh, race review, there's also... Yeah, we always get these team radios that come out and it sounds like Max's engineer was even kind of being like slowed down a lot during the race and he wasn't even pushing and still beat the entire field other than his teammate by 40 odd seconds. So uh, it's a worrying time, but you've just got to laugh that Mercedes and Red Bull, whoever, whichever of those two teams dominating, it's been the same. You know, there's there's that famous Hamilton quote of, Sebastian Vettel will domination will bore fans and then suddenly Mercedes become the dominant team and, and then you've got Horner going oh we need to change the rules because Mercedes are dominating it's bad for Formula One and then Red Bull start dominating and and, and you know uh, George Russell going this is boring blah 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 like it's not going to be a good season and they're as bad as each other let's be honest oh uh, yeah if you're not winning you're not winning and this is this is why they're the two most dominant teams but uh they're, they're always gonna when you're dominating you're always going to be that person going oh no the other teams can catch up yeah definitely and when you're the team losing you're going to be like well this is rubbish and that's exactly what has happened this year we've had a basically a complete role reversal from uh mercedes and red bull like mercedes the one now trying to catch up and can't get seemingly anywhere near the red bull 
And, the and that's without them even saying, trying. Yeah, exactly. And they weren't even pushing. They're literally arguing with Max to slow down because he was going yeah. seven tenths too quick, quickly. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's fine. Okay, we're we're still here. We've got twenty two more races to go. I was excited. I am still excited for this season. You got Saudi Arabia coming up next. Crazy race. Could just be Bahrain. You never know. Please. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> yeah. uh, at Arta underscore S underscore V. Do you think that maybe Toto Wolf should be replaced? Seems like he is struggling a lot under the new regulations and it is not clear if he has what it takes to get Mercedes out of this crisis. I think this is incredibly uh, harsh and a bit uh, jumping the gun, I would say, uh, for Toto Wolff's future at the team. I mean, realistically, no one's ousting him out of that spot anyway because of how, mu- how many ties he has with Mercedes. Um, but no, I don't think he should be replaced. I think it, it very much is a test of a different side of his character, having to, to build a team back up from winning all the time. You know, he gets so used to winning. That's, that's easy. You know, when the car's dominating and the team are all happy and Larry, yeah, that's great. But it's now where I, I think, to be fair, some of his leadership skills could could be improved slightly. When you've got him coming over the radio, apologizing to Hamilton for him driving an S-Box and, you know, all of this sort of stuff. Got to think of the team morale as well. You know, those are the, those are the people that, that build the car and develop the car at the end of the day. But I don't think Toto Wolff should be replaced by any stretch of the imagination. I think a shake-up like that would only harm Mercedes. Um, and look, he's won a lot, eight constructors titles, seven drivers titles in the, in the last 10 years, he's allowed a few more years. (laughs) Yeah. This is, this is one thing that Toto Wolf himself will not want to hear. And I know he's a big fan of this podcast. No, I'm joking. Um, definitely won't listen to this, but, um, he needs to kind of learn from his arch nemesis, Christian Horner and what that whole situation was, because it's very easy for you know Horner's Horner's done the the same right he was dominating formula 1 if not uh, not as long as mercedes but for 4 years then mercedes were dominating and it could have been quite easy to go you know get horner out red bull can't catch mercedes they're useless and he had you know 8 years 7 years whatever it was of pain not being able to to get that championship and now look at look at Red Bull. So he has turned it around and I think it's a ridiculous suggestion and I hope we don't go down this kind of football mentality where the second there's a problem, it's like sack the manager, sack, you know, get the team principal out because, sorry Ferrari, but, you know, they're going through um, team principals very quickly. Uh, you know, they've gone through loads and if you think of every team that has won the world title since 2010. It is it is Red Bull and Mercedes. It's Toto Wolff and Christian Horner, the only two team principals that have won a title since 2010. Yeah, but get him out and get him out. You know what I mean? Like they're they're <laughs> clearly rubbish. And, but they're, are they the two? Are they? The, yeah, are they not the two <laughs> longest serving team principals? I, it, yeah, I they must. They must, must be, yeah. Yeah, must be. And and you know. Uh, Christian Horner has been there since the very start. Red Bull have never had anyone but Christian Horner as team principal and they've won many titles and they've maybe taken a step back, but now they're winning again. So it just shows that that's not the answer. And also as well, any kind of football mentality just doesn't apply to Formula One either because 
I think a manager genuinely does have a really big impact on how a football team performs. It's slightly, it's, it's a lot less impactful. Someone like a figurehead like Toto Wolff or Christian Horner. Yeah, they can shape and mold the team, but they don't have a direct impact necessarily of how quick the car might be every, every year. And shaking something like that up, that they're just trying to keep, you know, 600, 800 people, however many people they've got in their operation together, having a shake up like that isn't the way to go unless it's going diabolically. Um, so that, you know, you might question why Ferrari changed their team principal uh, to Fred. And quite clearly, you can see just getting Bonotto out does not make the Ferrari finish races because Bonotto isn't the one on a bicycle on the pit wall you know, giving energy to the, to the Ferrari. That's not, that's not how it works. Um, so yeah. Well, the strategy, right? The, exactly. Yeah. The strategy, the Ferrari strategy team is not, is not the team principal. And that, that's, I guess more, if you want, if you do want to compare it to football, that's something they can control is the strategy, like a, like a football manager does and how a game plays, but they're not gonna, yeah. Like you say, sacking a, sacking a manager or team principals, is not gonna, you know, say Alpha Tauri get rid of Franz Tost and replace him with Christian Horner. They're not they're not gonna suddenly win the world championship, are they? It's just not gonna happen. As much as I'm, you know, Fred all the way, let's go. Uh, I don't think his impact can be really felt after the first race of the season. Actually, to be fair, whilst we're speaking of Ferrari, some bad news. The senior member of their technical team, David Sanchez, has reportedly resigned and is going to move to a rival team. Just gets better, really, for Ferrari, doesn't it? You know, they're just sacking it off. They don't like. I mean, no, it's it's one. It's a key person for sure, but it's not not the end of the world. And some Ferrari fans might be like, "Hey, a change is what we need." And I might be one of those Ferrari fans that's like, "Look." It couldn't get really much worse at this stage as we're uh, pedaling backwards uh, by the looks of things as the uh, as the red cars. But yeah, thought I'd mention that little bit of news. Yeah, it's not it's not something I'm going to sit here and pretend I know everything about David Sanchez and you know. What do you exactly mean, Tommy? What... You're the F1 know, encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> but but for me, I guess my first thoughts on it, just seeing it from an outside perspective, is it's again more instability of Ferrari and going back to that point about the only two teams winning the world title since 2010 is is Red Bull and Mercedes and they don't seem to be having these huge changes constantly you look at like Red Bull they've always had Adrian Newey for example and they're not making these massive changes whereas Ferrari it certainly feels like they kind of have rebuilds every three or four years and go, oh, this isn't working, scrap the whole thing, try again. And they still don't win a title. Yeah, it's not been a, not been that long, has it, since their last driver's title? Oh, wait, yes, it has. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. 
You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Go back to Mercedes as much as I'd love to. Actually, no, I wouldn't like to talk about Ferrari. Uh, Let's go back to Mercedes and, and the big quote. The massive quote, 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 quote that's been flying around uh, is something that Hamilton said to the BBC Checkered Flag podcast after the Bahrain Grand Prix. He said, last year, I told them the issues that are with the car. I've driven so many cars in my life, so I know what a car needs. I know what a car doesn't need. And I think it's really about accountability. It's about owning up and saying, yeah, you know what? We didn't listen to you. It's not where it needs to be. And we've got to work. Oh, God, that's the first round of the season. And Hamilton's popping off at Mercedes. Like, I can understand his frustration. He's used to Mercedes developing a car that is right at the front of the field. And probably as well, there's probably a little bit of a simmering of, of course, 2021 Abu Dhabi, not winning that world title. He's so eager to be fighting at the front that I can understand why he's saying that but it's not good for anyone. It's not good for the team. It's not good for, as I say, morale and, and so on. It's, yeah, I mean, the first round of the season, usually it'd be like, oh, well, you know, we've got a bit of work to do, we, you know, move forward. But to kind of go, oh, they didn't listen to me. It's quite a big statement, I would say, uh, for, for him to make so, so early on uh, in the 2023 campaign. Yeah, he did his usual kind of, we win and lose together. Come on, team. We've got this, you know, on the, the post-race radio and things like that. But I think this quote was just a little bit of... He's clearly tried to hold back, uh, you know, the full quote. He kind of goes into the fact that we can sort this and his usual kind of nice, motivating quotes that has made, you know, the push the team to to the success that they've had. But I think just this little quote uh, that's kind of come out is a bit of frustration from Hamilton that he's not where he wants to be and it's even worse for him that you know he he everything that happened in Abu Dhabi and he wants to get that eighth before he retires but he knows that he's not got forever in the sport now it's not like a George Russell where I mean even if you think George Russell is getting frustrated and he's got his whole career ahead of him think what it's like for Lewis Hamilton. I know some people go, oh, boohoo, you've only got seven world titles and 103 race wins. But it's that fight that is why he's there in the first place. He doesn't He doesn't want to finish fifth. He's not there to finish fifth. He doesn't want to be schooled on by Fernando Alonso either into turn 10. Uh, that was that would have that would have definitely hurt. Uh, however much you, he could, he, however much he could be like, oh, it was great to you know, race other cars again and stuff. Deep down, he would much rather have that dominant car and this is the thing as well right that quote gives you an insight as to actually you know kind of how he really is feeling all of this oh we win and lose together and stuff like that that's just pr stuff as much as you know you you have to say it because you can't just be going out in the media slagging your team off but that kind of you know gives you that human element of yeah like there are frustrations here mercedes didn't listen to me i don't think there was anything that mercedes kind of went back there was nothing else really to to kind of support that quote apart from that from Hamilton. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the toss up, isn't it? You know, you listen to the driver feedback, but then you've got the actual technical engineers working on the CFD and the, and the wind tunnels and stuff that clearly believed another direction. So that 
kind of shows that maybe they're not working all in harmony at the moment either. Yeah, it's a lot of frustration across everyone. Like like you say, we've we've had these quotes from it's not just one driver, it's George getting annoyed, Hamilton getting annoyed, Toto himself getting annoyed and admitting that this isn't working and you know, he said that it's time for radical changes and that's clearly what they need because uh they certainly need a radical change to catch Red Bull at the moment. And it'd be a big upgrade, wouldn't it, if they're changing their concept mid-season? Uh, but it does seem like they've made that decision in round one. There's Already, no, there's no wow. dilly-dallying. There's no, oh, we'll give it a few more races. It genuinely seems like as soon as they possibly can, they will change the car. And fingers crossed for you Mercedes fans, it takes you forward rather than backwards. But there's no, there's no guarantees. Um, so, yeah, we will see on that one. Next question. Halo of Thoughts. Interested to hear your thought on the rumours dropped today about Lewis considering a move to Ferrari next year if Mercedes aren't competitive this year. Look, I'm not saying never say never to this. I can see Hamilton, if he, if he genuinely you know, is falling out with his team or you know, there's slight little bits of um, animosity and, and arguments and disagreements coming up, that he might just think, hey, look, in the last few years, tick off driving for Ferrari, that's... Uh, you know, a pretty awesome thing to do. As much as Ferrari is a bit of a meme and all oh, they break down, there is still that charm of driving for Ferrari. So I'm, I don't think it's likely. I, I think it's a massive risk, especially when you look at where Ferrari currently are. They're not fighting with Red Bull. Would, they, would, he, move, would he move to Ferrari? And considering the instability we've just spoken about as well, I would say it's unlikely, but I don't think it's impossible. He's not there to finish fifth but he might be there to maybe be third and break down. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Th- this quote has come from Simon Lazenby, and with the greatest of respect to, to Simon Lazenby, it's just, him basically, it? yeah. it's, it's just him based on nothing going, oh, I could see Hamilton going to... I'd love it one day if we got to the point where we could just say stuff like, <laughs> I reckon Hamilton might go to Williams and then... All these, Tom like, Bellingham, the yeah, co-founder. All these websites have the the title that's Hamilton Williams move on the card question mark, and then right at the bottom, it's like Tom Bellingham said this on the P1 podcast. <laughs> Tom Bellingham um, says a lot of things on the P1 podcast. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> a lot of washed opinions, but um, yeah, it's it's basically Simon Lazenby just saying this could happen, and I would love I'd love to see Hamilton in a uh, Ferrari at some point. I just I personally don't don't see it happening um i feel like he's just mercedes i I just feel like he will end his career with mercedes i'd love to see him go to ferrari just just because it'd be a cool career move you never know um but his age and the i feel i feel like realistically this is a tough question would you rather be at ferrari or mercedes right now ferrari you reckon yeah i think ferrari yeah it's a tough one. I, I because it does seem as though Mercedes, you know, we've spoken about the two different concepts. They're not completely clear as to what they want to be doing with this car and, and how long is it actually going to take until they they get to grips with it. Mm. And do you think Hamilton going into like a Ferrari would be, he'd get, not not saying he's not motivated, but it might, it might re-energize him, Ferrari yeah. to be like, okay, we've got a seven-time world champion here and he kind of you know, tries to whip him into shape. I think we've had this conversation before of could, could a, a driver like Lewis Hamilton transform Ferrari? And it'd be fascinating to see. 
I just think it's a bit of a pipe yeah, dream. it is a dream. I think we but we both love to see. It. I think a lot of people would want to see it just as a oh, I wonder what would happen sort of thing. Because I think like a driver like reality. Hamilton, we said it as well about Verstappen. Maybe one of those drivers going into Ferrari is what they need, as you say, and they actually don't put hard tires on in Hungary and they do pit under the safety car in Silverstone. Like you know, maybe yeah. that's what what they need, but I don't think it's going to happen. Leclerc's too nice and. Uh... <laughs> Imagine, imagine how savage sometimes Hamilton's quotes are about Mercedes. Imagine what they'd be like at Ferrari if they weren't. Yeah, yeah. Be like, get your asses in to get. To be nice fair, and... would Ferrari want want that? I don't know, uh, and be no. paying a lot of money to have Hamilton in their team. <laughs> Um, so we've covered the Ferrari news with David Sanchez and uh, the only final thing that we kind of wanted to mention, because that's pretty much the Mercedes stuff wrapped up, uh, was the Lance Stroll video that was posted uh, of his uh, recovery. We spoke about it on our Twitch stream, Matt P1 Tommy, when we celebrated one month of us being in the sphere and it was uh, a lovely little Twitch stream P1. Um, full of uh, technical issues, but we won't talk about them. Uh, <laughs> but no, that video that Lance Stroll posted was was really quite insightful i think and and really um showed maybe that or at least shut up the haters and the doubters and look i think we've both doubted stroll's motivation quite a few times but to see that to see the fact that he genuinely put in all of his effort to try and get back in the car for, for round one was um yeah was was really really cool to see so fair play to lance yeah he's been one of those drivers hasn't he where there's been certain post-race interviews and yeah we have i'm willing to accept that i have criticized him going do you even want to be a formula one driver here because you look miserable and we've questioned whether the fact that the fact that he can never be fired is that a good thing for him because if he performs badly you know where's the motivation but i think that video silenced any doubt that he's motivated because that looked like an absolutely insane recovery you know sticking his hand in ice baths and then constantly just just working away um and such a short period of time to to get in the car i mean from basically saying that he had broken wrists i thought this i thought he's missing the first three races here at least and then for him to be in the car and getting a great result as well fair play to him it's amazing what fernando alonso going fast in testing can do to to one's motivation <laughs> uh, I, I did see some people say you know if that Aston is two seconds slower, is he is he just chilling in the hospital bed? Yeah. But I don't think that's quite fair. Yeah, we can't. Um, that's just hypothetical, is isn't it? So, yeah. um, but yeah, well done, Lance. Good work, Tommy. Final thoughts, please. Final thoughts are, yeah, one month yesterday since we since we started P one support. We've said it so many times. Is incredible. Can't believe we're going to do a live show so yes yeah, so we'll put it on social media we'll announce it on social media we'll also put it as i say in the uh, episode description if you're listening on audio um to sign up uh, and then you'll get that email uh for pre-sale on the tuesday next week um so that's very exciting uh, my final thoughts are yeah. sorry mercedes fans um it does seem like it could be a, a struggle but look only one race we are me we might well just be jumping the gun here and they are going to whack on a Red Bull side pod and all of a sudden they're going to be challenging for the world title. But 90% disagree with that. So anyway, we'll have to wait and see. Saudi Arabia up next, next weekend. Looking forward to that. No, I'm not. It's going to be a Red Bull domination. But we'll be live on Twitch. Matt P1 Tommy, as always, for, for next weekend's action. And we'll probably be live before then as well if any F1 news breaks. That is it. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Bye. Bye.
P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.